Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Rangers Review Morning Briefing for Monday, the 23rd of January. I'm Derek Clark, and I'm joined this morning by Stevie Clifford. How are we getting on, Stevie? Uh, good morning, Derek. Good morning, everyone. Yep, I'm doing good. Thank you. Another positive weekend result-wise, so I'm quite pleased. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll talk about the, the win over St. Johnston in a minute, folks. Uh, just a quick word, though, uh, for our sponsors the Seneca uh, Hair Restoration Group. You can see their banner on the screen there. Uh, they are the number one hair transplant corporation in Europe, no less, due to its elite hair restoration services and innovation techniques. Uh, and as I've mentioned many times before, uh, to date, they've treated over 43,000 hairless sufferers. They are the, the team to go to if you're looking to reinvigorate the top of your head. It is their vision to lead the hair restoration industry to new heights worldwide and offer the most advanced treatments at an affordable rate. Uh, and also, you can well, you can see the, the, the links in the, in the description box for if, if you want to uh, give them a little uh, contact, folks. But also, you can see the, the little ticker below. We've got a new offer on the website just now. Uh, you can get four months, yes, four months of the access to the content on the website for just one pound. And annual subscriptions have also been slashed to just £19 for the entire year. It is an absolutely sensational deal. Uh, go and head over to rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe for all the details. Right, Stevie, let's talk uh, football because that's what people are tuning in for. Rangers progressing to the next round of the Scottish Cup at the weekend. Uh, it wasn't the prettiest, shall we say. They got the job done up at uh, McDermott Park, winning by a goal to nil. Uh, over St. Johnson. Bona Barisic, of all people, getting the, the, the winning goal. A fantastic finish, you've got to say, uh, from the edge of the area after Fashion Sakala's attempt was very vitally unlucky not to open the scoring himself. It was a bit of a, a slog, Stevie, but in terms of uh, cup competitions, it's all about progression to the next round, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely is. And considering the, the problems we've had in the past, I was more than delighted with the result, Derek. What I would say as well is that, you know, as Michael Beale quite pointedly, said after the game, you know, we had three games in six days. We had a trip to Hamden, 120 minutes against Aberdeen, a midweek trip to Kilmarnock and then St. Johnson on Saturday evening. Now, none of these fixtures are easy. The conditions of the pitch was horrendous. So overall, I'm pretty delighted with it. To get a clean sheet as well will we'll hopefully do the defence and the goalkeeping situation can bring them a lot of confidence as well. But overall, I can't be too disappointed by the performance Terry, even though it wasn't up to scratch yeah uh just a, a comment just caught my eye there stevie with regards to the seneca barry smith gets in touch uh morning from five the real proof will be when stevie is sporting a valderama i know someone uh, photoshopped you with uh, a sort of todd cantwell on twitter the other day there stevie uh are, are you are you going to go for that perhaps if uh, uh is that is that an option for you possibly I thought I looked quite good in it, Derek. So um, I've made my position completely clear. Should Seneca want to get in contact and use me as a test to prove to the Rangers review readers and listeners that it does work, then I'm more than happy to be that guinea pig. So get in contact <laughs> and I'll do a Valderrama, no problem. <laughs> what a player he was, by the way. Uh, Michael Beale made a, a, a few interesting comments uh, Following the game, Stevie, uh, you did touch on that, but uh, about the pitch, uh, I thought that was uh, highly 
uh, certainly highly uh, topical on on online. Uh, we said he, he said they played on two cow fields in the past week. The pitch wasn't the greatest, wasn't it? Um, it's just one of those. I think that the, the, the weather conditions haven't helped matters either. I think Hamden, but everyone hopes that it's get, it gets sorted out before the, the final next month. But uh, yeah, it's not conducive to playing good football. But what did you make of Michael Wheel's comments uh, calling them cow fields? I thought it was quite funny. Um, <laughs> I thought it was quite um, to the point. It was quite abrupt. But um, Michael Beale's really good value. Yeah. To speak to, he wants to discuss football. I'll give you another example. I thought it was really funny on, on Friday. He said he came in. The first thing he said was, "Guys, no comment on transfers. Not <laughs> going to discuss it." I said a lot the other night, and then somebody asked him. He says, "Well, no point in asking about Raskin." Then he said, "No, absolutely no comment. He's a good player, though." Went on to tell us about when we played them and he played at home and stuff, and says, "Yep, so no comment." But we are interested, and he's a really good player. So it was really <laughs> funny, you know. Um, I think he's just excitable, you know. Michael Billy likes yeah. to talk about football. He's not got a lot of experience, so I think that'll come. And he'll, he'll maybe learn to be a wee bit more media savvy and a wee bit more non-descriptive with us guys. But he's um, he, he always puts his players first. He likes to defend his players. So there would have been a wee bit of that in there as well, just saying, you know, that this is a surfaces we've had to play on. But do you know what? It's true. Hamden last week was incredibly bad. Yeah. And the pitch on, on Saturday night wasn't much better. And if you see some of the passes between the, the defenders and how much they were having to kind of concentrate because of the movement and the bobbling and the ball, then I think he's quite right to handle it. But with regards to Michael Beale, as Andy says there, straight talking Michael Beale, keep it up. I'm I'm in that um, frame of mind as well, Derek. I really like him. So Yeah. Uh, any other positives you would take from the game? I've seen uh, Alex Lowry, of course, came on. It was good to see him. The pass with the outside of the boot, uh, towards Morelos was uh, absolutely sublime, Stevie. He, on that pitch as well, um, he, he's something special. We all know this, but it's just about uh, integrating him more into the side, I reckon. Scott Wright uh, earned a, a rave review from the manager as well. He, he spoke highly of him in his post-match uh, press conference uh, as well, um, which is which is good to see because, you, I mean, Scott Wright is always going to be have his uh, doubters. He's, he splits opinion. We all know his, his end product isn't necessarily the best. But if he's producing off the bench like that, um, then I, I've got, I've not got too many complaints, Stevie. We've seen last week when he won uh, his great ton of pace, set up roof for the, the winning goal against Aberdeen. Um, can he force his way into the, the starting eleven? Is, is Michael Beale maybe uh, good for him in terms of reinvigorating his, his career at Ibrooks? I'll come to Scott right in a wee second, but with regards to positives, you know, we, we went to a difficult venue away from home, three games in, in six days, we kept a clean clean sheet. Yeah. And, you know, defensively and goalkeeping-wise, I thought we were well on top the last 10 minutes, 80 minutes onwards, they had a, a, a quite um, tricky kind of spell because they went long and the boy Teal Bear was causing a wee bit of issues for us. But aside of that, they had one that was maybe cleared off the line, was it going in? There was a wee bit of jibati about that, but otherwise I thought we were fairly comfortable. <clears throat> um, Al McGregor had a snapshot saved from Nicky Clark as well, which he dealt with fine. Um, Positives-wise, the substitutions were good. I think that Ken and um, Sakala were a wee bit tired. You could see that. I think it's been a long yeah. week. So the positives were, again, a, a smashing goal, Derek. You know, 
the the movement between Sakala and Tillman, which to be fair was a really good save, has then came out and Borna Barisic has finished it wonderfully. So the overall play for the goal was really positive. Thought that was good, and it and it goes back to something we spoke about last week, Derek, when we talk about getting more out of Tillman and Sakala. Not necessarily. Maybe maybe it's not the case of of getting more. Maybe it's a case of maximizing what they give you because when they do in flashes Tillman especially when he does create stuff like that we know how positive and how effective he can be so it get kind of it, it it was a good point on what we had said previously and, and I think that you know positive wise it's a clean sheet as well which we take substitutions were good thought Scott Wright when we come to him he's a polarizing guy he a lot of people will maybe say that He's not taking his opportunity um, and that when he starts, he's maybe not as effective as he is from the subs bench. Now, I kind of agree with that. I'm a big fan of Scott Wright. I think everybody knows that. And I think he can be a lot more effective than what he has been. But it's no surprise to me that Michael Beals came in and he started to look more confident and he started to be more effective. So maybe there is more of a prominent role for him under Michael Beal. And if he can be effective from the bench and, and be effective when he does get the opportunity to start, then, you know, it's got to be a positive thing. We've also got to be mindful, and I, I appreciate this isn't the, the overall reason, but we have a Scottish contingent that we, we have to kind of adhere to for European reasons. So yes. if the likes of Scott Wright can push his way into the squad, I'm not necessarily saying starting, but in the squad and be effective, then it's really positive for us. As for, as for Alex... You know, we've we spoke a bit about him, Derek. You know, um, I'm a huge fan of his. I'm on record as saying I'm a huge fan. I'd like to see him get more to game time if possible. If it's not possible, then let's go and facilitate it and get game time. But then when you see a wee cameo and see what he can do, that that through ball from the side of the foot was incredibly accurate. It's it's you know great vision, great skill and technique. Yeah. So delighted for him to get that. He's been struggling a wee bit with injuries. I think we have to be. You know, we have to say that because Michael Beale might have given him more time, but he, he did um, pick up a wee injury. So perhaps we'll see more of him St. Johnson next week. Um, you know, cup tie upcoming. So there's opportunities there again for Alex to try and get that game time. But he's a player that I really like the look of. So, you know, overall, was it the most polished we've ever seen, Derek? No, it wasn't. But in the circumstances, in a cup game, after the week we've had, which... You know, if you put it in the bigger context where we've struggled and we've maybe not managed to produce those results, then I'll take it every day of the week. And yes, look, I'm not sitting here and, and it would be disingenuous to say that everything's wonderful. It's not. Performances, you know, need a wee bit of work and um, there's things that we have to clear up. It'd be great to get a few signings in, et cetera, et cetera. But, yeah. you know, overall, Derek, I'm more than delighted to be through. I really am. Yeah, let's get to some of the comments here. Scott Swilder said, uh, results have been very good, but performances have been dire since uh, Michael Beale came in. And before, uh, Andrew Ferguson says, uh, eight wins, one draw. Excellent football in very difficult conditions and circumstances. Well done to the players uh, and staff. Uh, and Graham Morrison uh, gets in touch. Morning, Graham. Uh, morning, lads. Two cups up for grabs. Desperate to win the League and Cup again. Been too long. Uh, let's do this, uh, Rangers. Uh, the draw was made last night. Steve ADC says, uh, nice to get a home draw in the Cup, of course. Drawn against Partick Thistle uh, for a, a Glasgow derby. Who, who, who knew? Uh, at Ibrooks, uh, the weekend commencing at the 11th of February. 
Can't ask for, for much better than that, Stevie, a home draw against their lower league opposition. No, you can't. And while we'll give them maximum respect, it's an opportunity there. You know, a home game where it might be an ideal solution for game time for the likes of Yanis Hadji, John Suter. Yes. And, you know, possibly if we're going to get a couple of new faces in as well, it's an ideal chance to give them a, a, an instant start as well. So it's a very positive draw. It's one that because we're at home, we should be looking to progress. And that's no disrespect to Thistle. You know, a home tie, we should always be looking to kick on and try and do well and try and progress. So really happy with it. It'll be tough. You know, they'll come and they'll give it a good go. But it's one that I think suits us for a variety of reasons. Yeah, yeah, it certainly does. And uh, Ian McCall, of course, uh, manager there, he certainly knows how to organise a team. Uh, and it will be a, yeah, it'll be a good occasion at Ibrox. Uh, uh, but as a... a, a uh, a favourable draw, you could say, uh, of, of the teams that they could have faced. Of course, uh, Dar uh, will playing at Aberdeen tonight. All eyes will be on that and a potential upset. You reckon there could be a an upset on the cards there, Stevie, this evening? Well, listen, you know, I'll, I'll try to be very honest and just say I would absolutely love that. So good luck to them tonight. <laughs> uh, I wish them all the best. You know, Aberdeen have already had their cup final this year, so perhaps they're in with an opportunity. So good luck to Darvel. I hope everybody has a great night and I hope they give it a great go. Yeah, an ambitious club, of course. Uh, big uh, expectations down there and, and they're certainly going about things uh, the right way. Aberdeen in for a uh, in for a, a bit of an evening, I think, tonight. Not not playing well enough, but people are tuning in to talk about Rangers, of course. So let's get back to the nitty-gritty transfer news, Stevie. Uh, but before we do that, uh, you wrote an article on the website uh, that went out last week. Uh, it created a bit of debate, it's fair to say. Um, you just assessed... Uh, Michael Beale's start and, and the players that have improved and some players that maybe the jury is still out on. Um, one that certainly has uh, created a bit of a uh, debate is uh, Ben Davis um, uh, in your view of him. Uh, can you give us a wee insight into your article last mm. week and uh, explain yourself, Stevie? <laughs> well, <laughs> um, as you know, Derek, my remit and, and what I do in the Rangers Review every Friday is I kind of just review the last week that we've had in terms of, of, of Rangers and, and what we've had. So we had a couple of games to discuss, which was Aberdeen and Kilmarnock. And we had an overview of, of Michael Beale's kind of time in charge, which was a look at the football, a look at the results and, and how he was doing, and then the really positive things of it. So it was actually, I thought, a really positive article in which, you know, lots of praise for Michael Beale's starts, lots of praise for the results, focusing on the fact that we maybe wouldn't have had that um, determination and grit to go to these places and on previous um, months of the season. So it wasn't critical of anybody. It was just, you know, it was really positive. What I said surrounding the goalkeeping-wise is that I think, same as everybody, I said that I was wrong about John McLaughlin, that I thought that he should have came in and got a start. Well, he's had that and he's not really taken it. He had a really nervous night at Rugby Park. So discussed the the um, defence said the midfield needs lots of, of work on it. And what I said about the defence, and I said that the full-back positions, Borna Barisic was was really troubling. And I said at centre-half-wise, Ben Davis looks really comfortable on the ball. Positionally, he looks OK. And he looks like the, the partnership with Goldson is fine. My concern was that could he really defend and, and was he going to be good in duels? And that was something I needed to, to see a wee bit more of and be convinced of. That's all I said, Derek. Now, I didn't think that was unfair. I didn't think it was critical of him. I didn't think I was rubbishing him. I didn't think I was writing him off. But 
the headline of, of the actual article was that, you know, Ben Davis was coming in for a wee bit of criticism, which I don't think was fair in the overall context of the article, that that bit was just um, the bit that people focused on. So if you hadn't read the article, I think it gave a, an impression that the article was just about Ben Davis, which it wasn't. Mm-hmm. So it was a really positive one that highlighted the, the positives under Ryan Kent, Fashion Sakala, Alfredo Morelos's performances at Kilmarnock, and it just kind of discussed the good things that we were doing. Now, on the topic of Ben Davis, Ben Davis is somebody that um, done okay the other evening, and I still hold that view that I need to see more of him before I'm convinced. Now, I know he's got big fans on on this review, and, and Joshua, yourself, and, and Johnny, and things. I understand that. That's completely fine. But maybe he's just a different type of defender than, than what I've seen if you gave me the the choice of a fully fit Philip Hollander and Ben Davis, I would be choosing Philip Hollander because I think Philip Hollander's more the type of defender I like, where he's he's more dominant and he's more controlling. That doesn't mean that, that Ben Davis is it is you know poorer than than him, but he's just maybe different. And that's on me. And maybe I need to get used to his kind of style. So I would hope that people read it in context. It did um, create a lot of debate, unfortunately, with that. You get the other side of it, and people say, "You know, you don't know what you're talking about," which is, which is fine. But then you got a lot of people, Derek, who equally were saying, "I kind of get what he was, what he was saying." So yeah. I, I still think there's a, a wee bit to go before we're convinced, not only by him but by the whole unit and by the whole performance. And I do think that perhaps when you see maybe Red Van coming in there, maybe better midfielders coming in, which we're about to discuss, I think, and hopefully will happen. You'll see an all-round greater performance individually and collectively as well. So I just wanted to clear that up a wee bit, Derek. Um, it's not yeah. something that, you know, it's I try not to come on and, and be ultra-critical. And when I'm writing articles, I just think it would be disingenuous for me to sit and say, everything's wonderful, everything's playing great. I've got to be honest and try and give my opinion. And, and that's it. So hopefully people... Um, can understand what I was getting at. Yeah, it's all about opinions at the end of the day, uh, as long as it doesn't uh, steer over the line uh, too much. There's a lot of comments, a lot of support that came in for your, your article as well, Stevie, and in the comments here this morning, I'll get to a few of them. Uh, Brian mm-hmm. Miller says, uh, Dave, Ben Davis seems to freeze a lot. Maybe he just needs time he's been injured. Uh, Stephen Gillespie gets in touch. Morning, Stephen. Davis makes Golton better, just like Hollander did. Notice we aren't giving him pelters like end of last season and beginning of this season. Uh, and Jim McCarroll gets in touch. Uh, Good morning, lads. Agree, Davis is a solid player. Not sure he's a vast improvement on Katic, though. Um, Nico Katic, that, that, that ship has well and truly sailed, Stevie, hasn't it? Um, what listen- I would say is that, sorry, Derek, I, I think he's better positionally. I think he's better on the ball. And I think that he's, he's better, you know, forward passing. Um, but defensively, I think Katic is maybe a wee bit more robust and dominant, which is is perhaps what I'm seeing and thinking and maybe what the, the gentleman there is thinking as well that, you know, but Goldson's that kind. So maybe it's that partnership yeah. and I just need a wee bit more of getting used to, but he's definitely not a similar player. I would say he's more of a ball-playing defender yes, than yeah. Katic being a kind of commanding centre-half. Yeah, uh, it was interesting. Um, I spoke to his uh, a defensive partner at Preston. The article's on the website, folks. Do go check out. And he said he was the 
uh, the commanding one and, and he let Davis play from the back. And so it's very much similar to uh, the relationship between Davis and Goldson uh, at the moment. But do hope it's a fruitful one and both can steer clear uh, of injury from here on in. When John Suter comes back, Stevie, that's going to be a selection headache. Um I know he's going to be it's likely he's just going to be uh, integrated back into the side slowly after being out for so long. Um, but where does he? Where, what position does he take? He's predominantly right-footed, isn't he? So I can't imagine Goldson's going to drop out. No, and that's that's the thing. So if you get John Suter fit and commanding defensively the way we'd seen him for Hearts and. Especially everybody will remember his cup final performance against us when he was excellent and very dominant. You know, if you can get John Suter playing like that, then it's going to be a real selection problem because, as you you rightly pointed out, Connor Goldson's not moving. So and and he shouldn't move because he has he, he's performed yeah. again excellent. So it's an interesting one. But then again, it's it's choice and it's a you know strength of of position and things like that. It'll also be interesting to see if some of the rumours about Michael Beale looking at possible centre-halves down south and things will come out to be true. So maybe, you know, we are looking to strengthen that area. If Philip Hollander leaves and you're left with, you know, Goldson, Davis, John Suter, Leon King, maybe he does want another one because of Suter's injury kind of conditions as well and the issues we've seen at centre-half. You're losing James Sands as well as possibly being a centre-half if we don't. Um, renew his loan in the summer, which you know is a completely different discussion. So it's going to be interesting, but you know that strength and depth there. You want a, a fit John Suter, not only for the club but for him. You know, just to try and get past his injuries and, and things like that. He'd really bit of bad luck breaking his foot against West Ham. So uh, he's had a I think you know Gio said he had a slight setback as well in training regarding you know his comeback, which <laughs> story of the season perhaps yeah. for some of these guys, Derek. But um, Definitely keen to see him. He's a player that I like. He's he's a big, dominant, commanding centre-half. And, um, you know, he can rotate and, and come in. It'll be, be interesting to see that if he's fully fit, how Michael Beale goes and, and what he selects on there. But it definitely gives us more options. Yeah, it certainly will. Um, just uh, going back, there's a couple of comments come in that, that I just flagged up. Uh, Connor Fleming on, on that Scottish Cup draw, the part of the game getting moved to the Tuesday for TV. I'm not entirely sure it'll be moved to Tuesday, but it will be televised, whether it's on BBC or Premier or via Play Sports now, isn't it? Um, likely it's on that weekend. Maybe I know some people were saying, I'll get it moved to the Friday night, which would be quite something Friday night or uh, or, a, or a Sunday perhaps uh, or or indeed Saturday, it won't be a 3 o'clock if it's on TV, so um, yeah, we'll keep our eyes out on that one, but no uh, word as yet when that will be played One player heading out the door, Stevie, is Charlie McCann, he's heading to uh, Forest Green, who are bottom of League One, Sonny Boy says a bit sad to see Charlie McCann go I thought he was a decent wee player uh, and Brian also echoes that unhappy at the selling McCann thought he should have been given some more time. Hopefully we don't see the same with Lowry. You need to start giving these young lads more game time. You sad to see Charlie McCann go, Stevie? Yeah, I'm always sad when a young player doesn't make it, but he's the same age, you know, as Alex Lowry. He's the same age as potentially, you know, one of the players that we might be bringing in. So are we saying that he's, you know, is he as good as Raskin, for example, at that age? would you not sign him to keep Charlie McCann? The answer is no, you wouldn't. Would you um, Would you have liked to have seen more of Charlie McCann at times this season? Yes, yes, I would have. But in fairness to the young man, 
We've offered him a new contract by all accounts. He wants yeah. to go and play first-team football and he wants to make that move. So, you know, good on him. But what I would say, Derek, is as well, and this is where it gets to probably my controversial moment of the podcast, Derek. We always <laughs> have one. But the likes of Charlie McCann, Lewis Mayo, Josh McPay, Kai Kennedy, these boys that are, are of age, and I'm talking, you know, 20, 21, et cetera, that are maybe skirting around the the kind of squad area of us but not getting in. We need to make some decisions over these boys because I'm not saying they're not good enough, but if they're not going to get the opportunity, then as a club, we need to help them move on to make their next steps in the game. And also, we need to free up a bit of wage because these lads, will, you know, they're not playing for free and it's not a yeah. criticism of them in any way, not a criticism but for us, when we need to realign our wage budget and things like that and kind of maximise what we're getting, perhaps we should be making the, the tougher decisions over these boys. So Charlie McCann goes with my best wishes. I, I think you know it would have been great to have seen more of him. But controversially, perhaps, if you're bringing in guys like Raskin and you know he's, he's not of that level, you're wanting to progress likes of Alex Lowry, who is quite a bit above him, I think, then... I'm quite happy to see him go and, and hopefully make a good career for himself and for the club wise get some get some money in that we we put out for him and hopefully as well you know there's a sell on if he does do well so good yeah. luck to him and I wish him all best yeah yeah me too uh spoke to him at that training day just uh, ahead of the the season in the summer very quiet boy isn't he Derek? yeah <laughs> yeah, quiet, right? so, yeah. But uh, yeah, he, he had uh, aspirations of really making an impact in the first team this season. So I can understand uh, a feeling of frustration that he's not been able to do that. Uh, and I wish him all the best at Forest Green. But in, ironically, uh, they play Bolton on Tuesday night. So I'll probably get to see him more than I've ever seen him before if he gets named in that, that Forest Green side. But it's a very well-run club down there. Uh, their owners, uh, that uh, Dale Vince, who, who runs it well, you know, that. the a green energy campaigner as well, so he'll be, uh, yeah, he'll do very well for them. I'm sure he will, uh, and wish him all the best. Um, just uh, some other comments coming in. I wasn't made aware of this. Uh, Mad Dog says, Any truth that Golton is off to West Ham? I've not been, I'm not aware of this, Stevie. You, you, uh, you've been, uh, you heard this at all? Yeah, that's that's new to me as well, Derek. I'd be extremely surprised if there was any truth that Connor Golton, you know. Six months after um, making such a big family decision, he spoke about it at the time. I think he just did a wee one in the summer yes. and things as well. So I'd be extremely surprised if one, we um, we entertained that, and two, if Connor Goldson thought it would be a good idea. So um, I'm not worried about that happening. No disrespect to to Mad Dog. I'm not. Uh, it seems like a bizarre a bizarre um, rumor. So. Yeah. yeah, you know, hands off West Ham. That's what I would say. Yeah, and, and this is along the same lines. <laughs> like a bit of comedy on the show, Stevie. Uh, Tav to Barcelona. Uh, yeah, I think we'll class... 25 it. million, is it not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that yeah, not yeah, going yeah. rate for these guys going to Barcelona when they're linked? So, 25 million pounds. So Absolutely. He might, listen, he might end up at Union Berlin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Wasp says, uh, Derek, any word on uh, McCrory's injury? Um, Michael Beale did. He did say he was injured. It was a couple of weeks out, wasn't he? I think he touched yeah. on it last week, Stevie. Um, but by all accounts, uh, from what he said to us, he's going to get an opportunity this season. Yep. Uh, 
he could he be one we might see against Partick Thistle, perhaps the cup goalkeeper move moving forward, or, or an odd odd league game here or there. Well, if he's fit, he should be. I would like to think that he would get a run of games, so that's never easy. But I think that once things settle down, um, you know, and, and once the season kind of progresses, there might be an opportunity potentially after the split as well, where you might see him get all the games maybe after the split. So. Um, we don't want it to be in a position where those games are meaningless, but because of the situation we've kind of we're in, that unfortunately for us, we need to be honest and might say that it's beyond our reach at that point if it keeps going the way it is. So we hope it doesn't, but if it does, then after the split and that run of games, then you've still got hopefully opportunities for Alan McGregor to play the cup games and stuff like that, and then him to have his kind of farewell would be would be kind of ideal, I think. So I think that Robbie's definitely going to get a chance. He should get a chance. And we need to, you know, fully figure out as well where he where he is because John McLaughlin um isn't European, you know, he isn't part of the the homegrown thing for us. No. So if you've got Robbie as a second pushing for first and if you've got Kieran Wright maybe as as third choice, then that's two homegrown positions for us straight away. And you have to name three goalkeepers in the squad. So, you know, um, that's very much the, the football manager head side of me coming in and and, and saying that, Derek. But um, there's potential that perhaps there might be a wee shake-up in the goalkeeping positions. They definitely need a number one yeah. going forward. So whether or not it's going to be Robbie or somebody in, that's something that we'll need to, to try and see a wee bit more of. And, and see how he handles it. But he's handled it well in the past, so um, there's definitely an opportunity for him. Yeah. Uh, just before we go, Stephen says, any pressure schedule this week, Derek? I'm sure there will be one. Friday, at, yeah. Yeah, at the end of the week, Friday ahead of the game on Saturday against St. Johnston again uh, at Ibrox, of course, in the league uh, this time. Uh, no other transfer news to report, although uh, Connor Fleming says, uh, I think we'll miss out on Whitaker. Does that leave enough time to focus on somebody else? Of course, interestingly, left out of the Swansea squad at the weekend, uh, Stevie. Uh, I think he... He told Russell Martin he wasn't in the right frame of mind to be involved, which was interesting. Of course, if he had played for Swansea, it meant that he couldn't play for any other club this season as he's been on loan earlier on at Plymouth for the first half of the season. Should we look to uh, should we look a lot into that? Apparently, according to reports, Rangers preparing a, another bid for him. I would like to see, um, obviously, Todd Cantwell arrive and yes. a more focused on the, the possibility of getting Raskin in the door, Derek, because I know maybe what they're saying is that there's a wee bit of, of work to do on that and perhaps preliminarily, you know, things have been kind of agreed without it progressing too much. So we're relying on on maybe what the, the Belgian journalists are saying for that one, but he's a, he's a focus for me, Derek. We're talking about a, an actual number six, an actual midfielder, which yeah. we need, um, and I think that he's at an age where he could really flourish and we will not lose investment on this boy. And Derek, hope everybody's sitting down for this one. You know, he's a midfielder that's never had knee issues. So um, this is all potentially really exciting for us. So with regards to Morgan Whitaker, I've not given it too much thought with um, him potentially coming in. But what I would say is if you suddenly get Todd Cantwell and then you get Raskin and then you get Whitaker. 
that's three really progressive and positive signings. And we're yes. almost, almost at a stage where, you know, dare I say it, that I might need to actually praise the recruitment side of it, Derek. So, you know, um, I think that Morgan Whitaker's an interesting one. I don't want us to be held to ransom and go in and, and be paying a lot more than what we think he's maybe worth. But he's an interesting one. There's been a lot of kind of um, positive reports about him, as you know, as Pigeon Strangler says. There, <laughs> yeah. he's a right, he's a right winger with a left foot who scores goals. So we need that. And if suddenly you get Ryan Kent, you get him on the right hand side, maybe swapping about with Sakala, you get proper midfielders in like Cantwell and 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 Raskin. You get that balance right, and and suddenly. You know, it gives everyone a boost and it, and it gives everyone a wee bit of excitement going forward. So, and more importantly, Derek, as well, they've got a six-month head start on getting these boys in for next season. So, really positive for me. It's one of those ones that if it happens, you know, you're, you're quite pleased about it. But I just don't want us to go and spend way over above what we maybe had budgeted and think at the start because we're getting held to ransom a wee bit. So mm -hmm. trust the club will, you know, bid adequately and hopefully we'll get that done. And, you know, if he's put a wee bit of pressure on them saying, I'm not in the frame of mind to play, I don't want to play, I want this move, maybe that'll help us also. So it's one to watch. Um, I would hope, Derek, really hope that we would get some news in the next couple of days Eminently, um, Michael Beale said he was really close on a couple of things. Wouldn't have been anything um, before the St. Johnson game. So come on, Michael, it's Monday, it's 10 o'clock. Let's <laughs> let's get some good news for everybody and, and see what's next. Yeah, that's echoed by uh, Graham McMillan who gets in touch. Morning, uh, Graham. Or good evening from Sydney. Just joined the chat and looking forward to some positive transfer updates today. Aren't we all, Graham? Um, okay, that'll do us there. Thanks to everyone for... Uh, interacting with the show as ever. It's greatly appreciated. Uh, just a reminder, if you want to subscribe to our YouTube channel, you can do it. It's totally free. You can see the banner on the screen there um, and you can hit the, hit the bell. It means you'll never miss a video when we go live. You should receive a notification. Uh, and also just a reminder of that tremendous offer we've launched just uh, one pound for four months worth of content on the website, or you can take advantage of the annual subscription, which has been slashed to just £19 for the entire 12-month period. Head over to rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe for all the details. Huge thanks to Stevie as ever. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Monday, folks, and we'll speak to you again tomorrow. Bye for now.